0: So obviously you and Austin started Jump Street. Jump Street is, as far as I'm concerned, the best podcast, chat show, whatever you want to call it, in aggressive skating. Weirdly, I had planned and started one for years before Jump Street. And when you guys started, I was like, no need for me now. This is fine. I don't need to do this. And there was loads of reasons why. And then when you made it, I was like, oh, this has outlined all of them. Location. You guys are in New York. You've got all the pros passing through. Uh, professionalism. You've got Austin, who's obviously got the film background, making everything yep. look He's the incredible. brains.
1: He's the brains and the looks. I'm the personality.
0: Okay. And then okay. you guys, like, two very, you know, well, like, Billy O'Neill, awesome sections, several pro skates, all the pro wheels. Austin, also, pro wheels to his name, incredible skater in his own right. You two guys making that was like, How can this fail it's it's got to do and it has tens of thousands of views later thousands of followers you guys have contributed to great causes like i've said one of the things that i just find hilarious about the show is the gaps in knowledge between you two so you Mm. two have known each other (laughs) for years right yeah You you were both you got them on eulogy as far as is that right yep you both skated for be unique together but yet there's been so many times where you tell, I feel like Austin's catchphrase is, oh, I didn't know that. Every time you tell a story that's like pivotal to your life or like has been a big life event, you'll finish. And then the camera just goes to Austin. And Austin's like, oh, I didn't know that. How the fuck can you not know that? Like you guys have known each other for like 20 years.
1: Yeah. <laughs> um, well, with, with Austin and I, like, like all friendships, they have their certain mediums that bring you together like you know we all share skating as a medium austin and i also also share drumming as a medium and uh being from Staten island and these other things but other than that i think we we kind of function in in different worlds like you know okay. austin like you know uh especially in the past you could certainly catch me at the pub you wouldn't you wouldn't you wouldn't see austin there uh i was more like when i was younger and single like you know kind of in that life chasing girls stuff like that and Austin's always been like acquired a quieter guy so i've always been like the wilder one um so just in a lot of areas we where we do function together there are a lot of areas where we don't and he probably thinks I'm i'm crazy which is it's a valid argument and thought but
0: but it's it's skating things he doesn't know about you it's like like the when you told the valo story about how john asked you to be on valo like right near the start when they had bailey and cosmo to Son, on and then yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you were like cool i'm going pro for valo this is yeah. it I'm, I'm about to join the iconic you know skater run brand and then he chose brosco and brosco was announced your skate friends and that is a massive skate thing like one of the most influential rollerbladers of all time asked you to be on his team you thought it was a sure thing and it was going to happen. How did you not talk to Austin? You must have told well, many people that was going to happen. You must have been like, Julio's telling me I'm on. I'm actually surprised he doesn't
1: know that because uh, the they sent me a pair of skates, uh, Valos, and in that time, I ended up not particularly liking them when I gave them to Austin. So I, I would wonder where he thought I got those from. <laughs> I, I'm, I'm actually, I'm actually going to ask that of him in the future. Like, how did you... How did you not know that? But also maybe like I didn't. Yeah, I'm I'm surprised. Maybe he didn't know the depth of the story. Like maybe that's it, or maybe he just I don't know. That's a that's a good point. There's been other
0: ones you've been like, oh, this happened on tour, or this, and I'm like, that is that is the kind of story you would tell everyone you bumped into for the next six months. Like yeah, and then Austin's like, nah, didn't know that.
1: (laughs) Yeah. What? No, I mean,
0: I, I I don't know like.
1: We, we have like so many stories and I, I guess there's like from this, you know,
0: there's a lot and there's like, but you're not a quiet guy. You're a storyteller. No, you are I'm the story kind of guy that would tell. Yeah. yeah. So I, love I just story. don't understand how it didn't transpire that you were sitting together at a session or just like getting ready for, you know, I don't know, doing a podcast or whatever and being like, Oh, you'll never guess what happened.
1: Yeah. Um, Like, again, like, I think those stories are stories you tell around a couple of beers
0: okay yeah (laughs) like yeah uh, yeah that's true that makes sense like you're just shooting shit at the bar and then if he's not at the bar you're telling other people and you're not telling him yeah
1: yeah like me and me and Austin from when uh from for years now we've always before Jump Street we've always kind of had like this work relationship in a way like you know we just go we skate together we film we get we get things done and then we will go grab some pizza and some stuff like that and then I'll go off to some beers and he'll go off like another way, you know? And, uh, so that's kind of how, and yeah, I, that's, I just, uh, I think we've shared different experiences, but yeah, I don't know. (laughs)
0: Um, no that does that does make sense Does clear i was like do they actually just are they just skate buddies that don't know each other at all and then they're like let's just do a podcast and then you guys just barely talk And then the cameras come on you're like hey bill hey austin how you doing?
1: no no we're 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 friends of a long time but there was also a gap like austin's like you know i've known austin since he was about nine or ten he's he what is he like he's got to be like five years younger than me so like that was significant when i was you know uh 15 and he was 10 and when i was 21 and he was 16 and then he was like i was like in bars for years and he was not and then i remember yeah, when he was true. able to yeah, go to bars sense, for, yeah. the, for the first time we're like oh he can he can go to bars now oh guys guys so he was almost like a, for a long time like a little brother figure you know yeah. um just because he was th- always that in our group so i think as like as you have like a little brother figure you know you, you don't go kind of telling all the the craziest stories or maybe all those things not that i was like trying to like hide it but it was just like we just had a different relationship you know okay
0: so what happened with valo because why did you ever because you're still in contact with john he's obviously yeah, hooking john. you up i'm guessing he's hooking you up with free skates now and like you're both quite close to each other. Has it ever come up in conversation? Like, hey, how come that didn't work out? I don't mean like corner no, him on it, just it, being it, like
1: it, it never came up. Um, I remember I brought it up to Bailey because cause Bailey was like the one I was uh he was pushing for it. We were on tour and, and Bailey was really pushing for it.
0: Um, yeah, I can imagine you two end up being like sterling drinking buddies because he likes, yeah, he likes to yeah, party. So yeah,
1: he's a fun friend, yeah, and uh a ripper as well, and so he was pushing for it and he was in the room when we had this whole conversation. And, uh, yeah, like, uh, it just, it just like casually fell apart. There was never like the conversation, like, Oh, you're not going to be on. It just, it just didn't really happen. And also, I don't know, like it just, I, cause I stayed on, I, I think I was on Deshi when they made the offer, then I switched to USD. So like I was doing my own things and maybe John just assumed and maybe it was a miscommunication. I don't know. Like, I, I just know from my perspective, I was like, dope, let's do it. And then it just, I don't know. I don't know. I actually have to ask John about that. It's like, there, but there was never like a, to my rem- memory, and under like a conversation like, all right, so you're not going to be on, sorry about that. It just kind of like we separated and then Alex went on and then, and then I just never went on. <laughs> and that, that was, it. I don't know, it's really weird how it happened.
0: That'd be quite funny if you, you and John are just having a coffee or a beer together and you're like, yeah, so what happened about that? And John just turned around and was like, dude, you actually really bruised my ego. Like I asked you to come on and then you just basically like yeah. fobbed me off and ignored me. He's like, I'm, yeah. I'm still kind of pissed about that. Imagine that. I always thought of it just like, uh, well, Alex
1: came around and that, that's how I see it. But I maybe mean, they, I'm, they maybe did maybe get I'm the golden
0: dead. goose. Yeah, Of they got- course,
1: maybe I'm dead wrong and it didn't even happen like that. But, you know, it just feels like I'm right, you know.
0: Yeah. That's very funny. Um, One thing I did also notice about Jump Street is for the longest time, you guys used to hide beer. Mm -hmm. So you'd drink on the show. And it was obvious you were drinking because you were Mm -hmm. pouring cans into cups or cans, Mm -hmm. but you were always hiding the beer. Why were you hiding the beer?
1: I'll tell you right now. It wasn't anything like I'm hiding drinking beer. You know, I'm, I'm an adult. I can drink beer uh
0: yeah you're allowed i'll allow you to drink beer on the show yeah
1: when we first started we were trying to actually get a a beer sponsor like we had a friend who knew someone at a brewery so i was like i'm not putting a water up for free i'm not putting a beer up for free even though we were like nothing we're like no view blade podcast especially in the beginning i was just like uh i just don't want to have a Coors light up there or a thing like that i just want to like yeah you could obviously know i'm drinking beer i just don't want to promote any company. I don't know. Even though it's right. like a small potatoes kind of thing. That's just yeah. how I thought of it. Yeah.
0: See, yeah. I, I thought maybe Austin was like, yeah, let's not promote drinking or let's try and keep it as like the image of it as clean as possible. So I didn't, yeah. I was just curious what the kind of, the motivation. Austin's not was like picked. that
1: at all. He's not like that at all. He's he's like, yeah, do what you want. Like yeah. he curses on the podcast. I don't. I like when on the, um like, uh, like on Chad's podcast, I cursed twice. I said the F word twice. But
0: I don't I wonder why Austin brought that up. I've never noticed that before because guests yeah. on the show swear. So I just yeah, they, never they swear. Really...
1: Yeah, I I I don't because um I have some young nieces and they watch my stuff on YouTube. And one of them said, Uncle Billy, um I heard your podcast and you were using some bad words you shouldn't do, you know, you shouldn't speak like that. And then I also said, Well, those are more for adults, the podcast. You should watch the skating sections for now. And I was like, But you're right, and I'll try to watch that. So and and so, I just try not to curse because I think that there's other ways to speak. So I don't know. That's I don't true, care. Yeah. Austin s- sees it fit to curse. He curses. I don't. Okay. And that and that's it.
0: No, that's fair enough. Um, <laughs> who is who is your favorite guest that you've had? Because you guys have had well, actually, you've had like two or three awkward ones that I want to break. But I, I want to focus on the positive first. Who's yeah. who's your favorite guest that you've had on it? Because there's been some that I've been like there's been some I've been looking forward to and being just utterly disappointed because they yeah. just can't remember anything or they just yeah. don't seem into it. But then there's been some, and I've like, oh, that was just everything Jack I Jack was
1: like that for me. Jack alone was yeah, like he, that for he me. He seemed kind yeah. of,
0: he just seemed really jaded and seemed yeah. like a kind of, shadow of his former self but weirdly he wasn't one of the ones I was thinking of but that is now that he he kind of
1: switched into that mode when the camera went on I think he was pretty self-conscious but I was I I find it hard to extract things from him at that one that was like probably the one I was most disappointed
0: with and I like Ryan a lot Yeah, yeah that's what I mean yeah who were like who were you most hyped on who were you like did you finish and went that was gold we got some excellent stuff there
1: Shima I really loved that one uh just because if I like the ones most when I'm sitting with people, even if we've had some good ones that are, um, even if we th- we've had some good ones that are, even if we th- we've had some good ones that are uh, on Zoom, I prefer like the ones like live better, just feels better. But Shima was, yeah, that, that one he went, I was like feeling like the the way he just handled everything and like the his last words on that thing and what he said, I just like felt that one uh, a lot. So I'd say Shima is pretty significant. I was happy to finally get Murda on. I was bothering him for about two years to come on, maybe a year and a half. And he's like saying, no, I'll never do my podcast. And then we had uh, Dennis Lopez on. And Dennis Lopez said like Murda was like one of his biggest inspirations or like made him really like skating. And then I think Mike heard that. And then he was like, all right, I'll do one. And I was like, oh, my God, dude, like it got it got Dennis to get me to get Mike on, which was cool um but yeah um
0: i was very impressed that that you got fredericks on because i just did not think he would ever agree to that and then he just came on and was exactly there's some people that just like when you see them in later life, you're like, oh that shit, like you're not like how I remembered you in the videos. Jeff is exactly, exactly how you remember it. He's exactly. loud, he's obnoxious, he's funny as hell. He's just okay. like he will he does not care what you think about what he has to say. He's just gonna say it and I like, yeah, I laughed my ass off throughout that entire episode.
1: No, it's cool because like a lot of these guys I've kept in touch with on a personal level. Like I've always like been had a connection with Jeff Frederick and We've always like had a lot of. I've always had a lot of respect for him, and he somehow has had of respect for me, and works out, and I, I like him a lot. And I, I I asked him to do it, and he was like, "Yeah, yeah, I'm down." It's like this time, th- this time we want to do it. This time, I'm like, yeah, this time. I was like, "Okay, I can do it. I think I can do it." I All right, we we'll do it. I was like, "Okay, we will come down to Philly," so you know, and he was like, "All right, cool." So we go down, and I'm texting him the morning of. I'm like, "Yo, you good still, right?" He's like, "Yeah, I'm good." When I got to the Kelso's, even they couldn't believe. It. They're like, "Wait, you do not have Jeff coming here?" I was like, "Yeah, dude." Like, um. And he was, he lived up to, I, I thought we might've had the same experience. Like we might have with Ryan, but it, we didn't, it was, so I was pretty pumped on that one too. I mean, we've had like, dude, like I was, I was actually shocked. Like I was talking about it with Austin yesterday. Cause uh, I was, when we started, we're like, okay, we'll do 50. Well, we'll commit to at least 50. Like, and we'll see how it goes. Like if we're going to close the doors or but what, what is it? We're starting this. We're, we're going to agreed to start it at least 50. Okay, yeah. cool. So I was like, dude, over the other day we got to, I'm like, bro, we're at freaking 90. We're at 90. How? Like, And I was just like, and man, like, I'm shocked, you know, some of the people that we've had on. It's crazy. Like, you know, so it, um, and there's still so many more. Like, it's just like the freaking list is endless. And it's. Oh, yeah. I'm
0: so pissed. At some, like, some of the people you've got are like my bucket list people to speak to. And I'm like, They've ruined that for me. I'm not, I'm not. I can't touch those guys now. You took no, away my. I think... you took away my childhood hero from me. You took Randy Spat. And then when I find out you're going skating with Randy, I was like, Billy O'Neill is dead to me. Dead. Yes. <laughs> you get to you um, get to quiz him and you get to go blading with them. You're living out my like 14 year old fantasy. This is bullshit. <laughs> I was skating with them two days ago, man. It was I'm, I'm lucky, very lucky. You're making it worse. Making I know. I'm sorry. It. Um. Yeah. Yeah. And someone and then yeah obviously Julio Bailey mm-hmm. and Jeff Stockwell as well um there's so much stuff he came out with and that that I just didn't know as well I Dave love, it Payne. When, love it when that happens Dave Payne as well from, Dave Payne was huge um but then there's ones that just there's ones that have been like flat out awkward mm-hmm. and the two that spring to mind mm-hmm. one was uh oh god Victor Arius Victor just Mm -hmm. seemed like he wanted to be anywhere else except for in that room. There were some Mm -hmm. points when Austin would ask a question and Victor would just stare at him. And like, I was like, is is he going to answer? And I know those guys go back like, because Austin spent a lot of time in the Bay area. They obviously were both on Able together. Yeah. And I was like, these guys are friends, but Victor looks pissed off. (laughs) And obviously like, I just i guess he doesn't like that kind of attention on him and he doesn't strike him. i mean a i a particularly I, loud guy so
1: you know, I, I, I'll, I'll tell you exactly what that was and he won't mind me saying this hope i don't i love you vic if you have a problem with this i'm sorry but um so we're like yo, we're gonna have cam on the t- on the podcast and i was like vic you gotta come on you're coming on right and he was like nah nah i can't i was like bro really you're not gonna come on and He was like and he's like nah i was like all right fine so like in in Thinking of that, like if I'm thinking I'm gonna do one podcast and then another podcast, like if I have Cam's podcast, I'm just gonna like drink a bunch of water. And then when Vic's podcast comes on, I'll like crack my first beer or something like that. But I was like, oh, we're just doing Cam when we're done. Okay, cool. Crack some beers, drinking some beers. Um, it, re- it went really well and it was really comfortable and Vic heard it all. Like it was like two hour podcast. When we were done, Vic's like, yo, yo, I wanna do one now, bro. That was actually kind of cool. And I was like, bro, like, and he was drunk. I was drunk like right. or, or at least uh, four or five beers into which is like drunk for me and he was like the same sitting in the thing we cracked beers before the show and so he's drunk and then now he's like oh i want to do this and i was like dude i don't want to do this like you-. and also like, come on we have him right here all this and i was like fine and so we were both in a place where we were just kind of drunk
0: that was the same episode where there was many times that you looked as if you're about to fall asleep that like you kept putting your head in your hands like this and i was like it was like billy, midnight is billy was, okay like <laughs> dude it was like okay like at that time i was working
1: as a bike messenger working from i think it was 11 to 9 was the is the schedule and you just ride like 40 50 miles a day and then i went home after i went right after work at nine well i think i got off at 8 30 that day but I went straight to do the cam podcast. And I was going to do both. And then he's like, okay, we're just gonna do this one. Let's do this one. So having after work beers doing the podcast. And then I like got 11, he changes his mind and wants to do it. And Austin's like, come on, bro. Let's I'm like, dude, I got work tomorrow. And I was like, fuck it. Let's go. Like, I meant, cause Austin's just like energetic. And I was just like, I'm working a labor ish, a laborious job. Like, you know what I mean? So at that point I was, a, you know, a few beers in and tired. So that's I, that's yeah. my excuse. That's my excuse. And uh, and Victor might have been staring out a little bit because he had a few beers as well. So I don't.
0: OK, that makes that makes more sense. I thought he was just pissed at being put on the spot and being like, I don't want to answer any of these questions. Um, Who's the other awkward guest you were thinking of? The biggest disappointment was hmm. Feinberg. I was I was so when I saw you got him, I was like, he is the most like, you know private guy he does not really interact he's not even really on social media and then when i found out you got him i was like he is going to have some of the best stories he has lived he's probably lived the most kind of eccentric lifestyle as a rollerblader like he he was one of the highest earners he was in it when it was at its you know commercial peak he you know won the x games at a ridiculous age he had all these sponsors earned all this competition money And he could not remember a single story from his past. Like, every time you asked him for some gold, you were like, oh, what about this? You remembered more about his past than he did. Uh. (laughs) And he looked, he was stoned out of his mind, but he just looked so, he just gave off such a kind of jaded, like pissed off with Bladen vibe throughout the whole thing and loads of people i I read the comments afterwards because i was like this cannot just be me that thinks this and loads of people were underneath just being like this is sad like he just doesn't he just seems unhappy
1: yeah uh i got there was like a a couple parts in that conversation where i felt like it was going that way and i was doing my best to kind of
0: like pull it away from that it's tough because they're real feelings and there's never been a higher fall from Grace. I get it. He went from earning. He went from having no financial issue. But he, like, you know, Josh talked about it in his podcast. Like, Aaron was the one with all the money. Mm-hmm. He went from having all the money and it lasted him a good while. But then when that disappears, you're like, shit, my life as this superstar no, it's, is over. So I, and it's, I get it, yeah, it's, it. It was it was sad to watch.
1: Yeah. You know, I love Aaron and... Uh, I think even after that episode, I actually got the sense of uh, we got to be careful with some of this stuff because like, you know, first we're thinking about it like we're just, you know, talking about the whole idea is just to basically dig into a person and like see what they're about and kind of dig into the characters like, you know, and that one made me just you know, I know some people left with some bad feelings and if we're going to do some honest stuff, we're going to get that. So yeah, I felt a little guilty actually, to be honest, asking him to be on after that and kind of talking about some of the things I talked about, because there were a few times on some podcasts, even with Chris, where like you're going through some stuff and of the past, you know, when you're digging into the past, if you're being honest, it's not just like all these, like happy good things great feelings like you know especially with such a so yeah that's it there's been some times where it's i re- I realized a little after we've got this whole thing started that we might be crossing into some 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 serious terrain with feelings and bringing emotions up from the past i mean for a lot of people it's been like closure actually like i got that vibe from ben uh, because when you have all these, this turmoil and skating, and then you're just like, I have to leave it for a second because it's just, I'm buried in it since I'm a kid 10 hours a day for decades. And, and then you, you go into this other thing and you immerse yourself in that because you have to immerse yourself in things to succeed. And like, you have to just go all the way in. And a lot of last time people checked their last their closest known feeling to blading was not a good one. It was a painful one. And, uh, having been on, you know, like at least Ben, he's at a good place in his life in other ways. He's found another way. So him revisiting that was, I think almost therapeutic for him. Like, and how we talked afterwards, he was like, yo, that was like really good, man. Like, and we should hang out soon. And I want to hang out with the guys more and stuff like that. And, I think it, 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 revisiting those old things can be good and therapeutic and positive, but at times it could be hard because some, you know, people want to like, a, and I got that from the Josh Petty one. Um, I'm too, And that was like the, the kind of the thing, like a lot of the, like we used to write questions going into these podcasts and to try to address all the questions. And then I started realizing that conversations if they're going in depth they start go- taking their own paths and i like the idea of general themes so like for for murder i was like well you know kid from the bronx you know comes from the projects skated in this new york city life um then uh went to california had the one of the highest selling pro skates traveled the world transitioned smoothly into the next job family man who's done it better and he's the man so it's like that's such a great story with Josh, I was like, here's someone who you're an adolescent and a teenager with so much promise to the point where you're on MTV, the pinnacle of culture. And you have people looking at you and there are sponsors and adults telling you that you're the best and it's feeding into these things. And, and then you, you, you live this life and it all goes away. And then You get into, you get caught up by the things in the life that seem to be like romantic or cool, like, you know, drinking and partying, woohoo, wild person, right? But then when all that goes away and you have that, and then there's drugs and these things like that, and you hit rock bottom, like, so a lot of these people, when they come on, I just, and then I see them like, you know, he turned to religion and motorcycle shopping. And so everyone's looking at things from a different place, but like, I'm, I'm trying to say like, man, there is something to be learned and, and, and value here, like of, of these stories. So I think that's how I try to approach things now uh, with looking at like the, what you can get out of this person's experience, you know, or something like that. And yeah, sometimes it's hard, you know, with Iron, I thought it was very sad at times
0: yeah because people aren't just revisiting the good times like you said they're it's kind of almost getting them to revisit trauma at times as well because they're i I realized that after yeah yeah it's regurgitating memories and it's interesting you say that because there's people that have asked to come on the podcast that have i know i've got incredible stories to tell but they've actually said you know i don't want to for this reason i really feel like if i bring this up i'm gonna relive some really painful memories and it took me years to get over them like one person was like i basically spent a year in bed after all that stuff he's like i'm not i don't want to go down and i was like i don't want you to go down That like why should you relive suffering for other people's entertainment i don't want that like so, yeah,
1: I'm I, not sure if we're talking about the same person, but there's someone who I'm not going to say their name. Who's a lot of people have asked to come on the podcast, and he said something.
0: Yeah, uh, and I was like, he's, I,
1: he's I, not I, in a good place. Yeah,
0: yeah. Um, it's quite interesting that you bring up Mike because that story, the story that Mike told about his mum with her with her uh, engagement ring. Mm-hmm. I found that out years ago somehow. I don't know if Mike posted on social media or something, but it was when his mum passed away. And I was like, that is an incredible story. It's so beautiful. And I was like, weirdly, my mum had died like the year before or the same year. And I was like, I completely understand how you're feeling right now. If you want to talk about anything. And it was just really weird that you can connect with someone that you don't know and have just this one thing in common with. And then something like that happens. And you're like, I know exactly how that feels. I've experienced Mm -hmm. that exact same thing. So... Yeah, it's, it's just really weird the way things like that happen. Um, you brought up Josh. We had a discussion about Josh before the podcast, and that was one of the reasons why you wanted to come on, which I think is really mature and responsible of you because it's probably the only episode of Jump Street that's been controversial. And I know that you guys got a lot of kind of backlash from it, and there was a lot of, you know, I was watching it, after it came out a couple of days after it came out because someone was like god you gotta see this and the comments at the side were going off just as much as the actual like video of itself what was what was your interpretation of like how how it transpired how things went
1: well um i guess i'll start at the beginning of what made me want to get josh on the podcast um so as we all know and i think pretty clearly aware like Bo specifically, Bo is a pretty controversial figure in our sport. I'm very aware of this. Um, I'm just going to paint the whole picture before we did jump street. Um, I've been off Facebook for a year. I thought it was super unhealthy. I had it deactivated. Um, when we started jump street, Austin was saying I should probably use my social media to, so I reactivated it, got back on it. I think it's an unhealthy environment and a bad way to interact with people. Um, so in that I you know I saw I was inter- engaging a little bit, but I'd say this the I did it f- briefly and for about the yes last year and a half I haven't been immersed in it. Um, that being said, I'm just saying that to say that the depth of what people knew about how Josh is on Facebook, I can honestly say I was not aware. I knew he was like a face uh I know he was a supporter of Trump but like the engagements of like insulting other skaters telling them to go I heard some things from like one-on-ones with people in the bay that like he had beef with this one beef with that one but that just seemed to be standard josh to me like any anyone that knows josh knows he's got beef for talking shit with someone that's always that's always been josh like you know so I didn't think it was anything uh I didn't think it was we were going to get the the pushback that we got so the reason why I wanted him on is because he did his Trouble in Mind podcast with uh, Richard and Joe and Jeff Frederick. And I think Arlo was coming on from time to time. And I was like, oh, shit, look, like the OG's coming back. Cool. Like, and from then I was asking Richard, dude, you got to help me get him on the podcast because like I would hit him up and hit him up just because, you know, a lot of the old guys know a lot of the young guys. Oh, he's he's old. He's washed up. But he was a pretty consequential figure. He was. For- yeah.
0: Josh is, regardless of what I think of his views now, Josh yeah no one can take away josh's impact on skating he was he was he, a
1: consequential guy like he, he made
0: he made dominic the what they were he made yeah. dominic alex brosco sticks was Rodriguez. a huge influence you know he has a, iconic sections in vg6 and what do you believe in like he, he kind of no, helped no bring no the one style take, from yeah. no one can take away helped. his legacy in bleeding.
1: yeah like he, he kind of was one of the guys that helped made it go from like the goofy wide leg pant style to something like a little bit more fashionable and like exciting and so he he was a pretty so For that, I was like, let's have him on. So there's a, there's a few things. Okay. Uh, I'm going to try to adjust all these things. So we, we, we tried to have him. Okay. Um, yeah, it's going to be hard to adjust all these things. So let me just try to do one at a time then rather. Um, okay. So we reached out to him to come on for January. And he was like, yeah, I'm down. Cool. I was like, all right, cool. So we're supposed to have him down at the end of January. Um, something happened where it was it was me. Something came up and I wasn't able to do it. I was like, hey, can we push it back a week? And it went to the beginning of Black History Month. To which about after I posted it, I was like, "Uh, Well, I, first of all, I didn't know the controversy of him. And second of all, I mean, to the extent of it. And second of all, I like kind of was haphazard like, pushed it back a week. And because we actually, you could ask like Ray Mendez, you could ask that. We actually had plans to have black skaters on for black history month. We had been like, I was talking, you know, I've been talking to Ray about that Ray Mendez since the beginning of January things that we could do. Um, so that was part of like the, the plan for black history month. Um, anyway. So, uh, when he came up, everyone's like, yo, this guy is like a, a vicious racist. He has people were messaging us logos of his company that had like, uh, they were saying it had like white supremacist symbols in his ideology he's they were like yo this guy is a freaking white supremacist like and i was like holy shit what is going on like i was like dude i i did not expect like that what was happening i was like yo i just like og with a podcast who like of course he's controversial and like okay he likes trump but like you know i'm Pretty sure we've had someone on who's like Trump before, but I'm not not really particularly sure because I don't go into everyone's voting history Like when I ask them to be a guest on the show. Um, So I'm not going to try to claim like, oh, completely ignorance, but there was some, to be completely honest, some degree of ignorance. If I messed up, I'll own some shit. But um, I was like, wow, I didn't know. I'm almost
0: certain that the logo they're talking about, Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure Robert Levanos designed it. So it seems... He Always. did, but okay.
1: So, 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 I'll, t- I'll tell you the backstory behind it. I saw all this shit, and people were like, "Yo," and I was like, "What the? F- what? What is this?" And I was like, uh, I called Josh, and I was like, "Yo," I was like, "You got a second, bro?" And I was like, "Yeah." I was like, "Dude, what? What is this symbol that people are saying is a white supremacist symbol for your shop, right? And a shop's called Power, right? Which is, by the way, okay." Just like if you think about it, like if you are like a white supremacist and you're like, yo, I'm going to call my shop power for white power and I'm going to put a white supremacist symbol dead in the middle of it, you would be a bold motherfucker. Like, do you know what I mean? But th- I guess there's, look, I'm not putting it past anyone. Um, I'm just saying like, it's, it's, it's also a Harley shop. So powers, maybe not the best word, whatever. Let's get past that. I was like, Josh, what is this? You have to explain this. He was like, dude, he's like, this is such crazy shit. These guys are crazy. He's like- uh, he's like, I don't know if you know, he's a born again Christian. And yeah, uh, yeah. so he was like, and he had to do that to come from, I wanted to talk more about him going from drugs to born again and then him being clean, like, but he didn't want to go crazy into that um, by weight because of his daughter and stuff. So I, I left that alone, but I was like, so he's like, it's a Christian cross with uh we have gun stuff on it because we, we like guns. So my Senator Rob Lee, honest, he, he designed it. He's not even a white guy. Okay. And I was like, okay. Uh, And and then he was like, I don't even know if I want to be on this podcast anymore. I was like, Josh, it's cool, man. He's like, I don't want this whole podcast to be about about this. I was like, look, I think we got to like at least briefly address like this, just so you can say something about it. We'll go in, we'll go out. That's it. Because I know a lot of people were like, Oh, Billy was taking it easy on Josh. He was doing this dude ask someone to volunteer to come on your podcast, like, and then be a jerk to them. And also ask, like, it's not easy to ask someone, Oh, tell us why you're not a racist. Like, do, do you know, do you know what I mean? It's, it's a pretty delicate thing to do and it it's going to bring hostility, whatever. I, I don't think he's handled himself in the best ways, this way, that way, whatever. And I'm not defending him, but just know that it was a tricky thing to to really bring up to someone it's not pleasant. He was, he was just as easy about to be like, I don't want to do this anymore. And I was like, Oh no, we don't have to do that. Come on, please. And he was like, all right, we'll do it. We'll touch on it briefly like five minutes. And then I want to pull up. He's like, I don't want to, cause I don't want the whole podcast to be about that. And I was like, okay, so we're doing like the podcast like regular talk about skating ba ba ba. We have a live chat. We engage in our live chat. We had 400 people on the live chat. I w- I was like yo this is nuts. We haven't had that many people on the uh, I think maybe I don't know one time but nothing like that. So where um we're getting to the point where I'm about to be like going to ask him to address the symbols and the accusations of racism and uh it's again, not an easy thing to ask people. And, uh, uh, you know, I'm here to talk about uplift skating and the community and, uh, stuff like, that's so what I'm trying to do. So, and individuals who are members of skating. Um, so it was really uncomfortable to, to ask and I, it was hard to present it. And then, so he started going on to some of his thoughts and I, I wish he would have kind of pulled, I wish he didn't like, I wish he would have done less, like, to be honest, because he's like, I don't even think that's that I like like I don't even think there's that much racism in the country. That's, and
0: yeah, okay. Okay. That's, that's so what let, I took issue with because let me and, and that's I understand just and, not true. Yeah.
1: Okay. So let me speak to that a little bit. So that's his opinion based on his experience. Okay. And there's a lot of people in our country right now that don't have confidence in the institutions, and there's a lot of doubt, and there's I think they're being manipulated and he may very well be a victim of that, whether it's ignorance, which I think it is, or, or it's, he know I'm very aware that people who hold that position have heard the other side of the argument. Yeah. So for me to, after I told him, Hey man, we're gonna briefly, and then we're right off it. Don't worry, I reassured him. And also, I got people in the super chat, all kinds of people, black, white, the, like Ramel was one of the most vocal. He was like, "Change the subject, y'all!" Like he wrote it over and over again. Yeah. And we're engaging. I don't know if you see when I'm on like some of the jump streets, my eyes are looking to the certain way, right? I'm looking at my at the live chat sometimes to see how we're coming across. Um, so he starts going on that kind of tear about it. And my first thing was like, yeah, um, abort, like kind of like, let's, let's real, let's get this. Okay. Cool, 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 cool. Because I mean, I don't know. Doesn't yeah, it seem like, obvious? It, it, that it turned it, into I, a
0: car crash really quickly. Yeah.
1: Very like, fast and I, instantly. And I was like, oh, here we go. Dude. I was like, awesome. Like right where I don't want to be. And so, um, I just thought, well, it just seems obvious that if I, uh, Well, you know, Josh, that's not really the case. And facts point against that. He's like, well, where are you getting your... It just opens the door to what it is, to what it would be. And I just, I thought the best way was to listen to the people who, one of the 400 people who are all pleading in the live chat, who we engage with to change the subject. And for the best interest of the show and for the sake of the show, to switch the subject. Now, I understand that a lot of people don't appreciate that, but... I'm gonna say something about that because we were attacked by some people. And I know those people who attacked us think that they're doing what's right, but there are good ways to go about things and bad ways to go about things. Like, um, for example- Yeah, like gun- as
0: in just be like- you Yeah. a dialogue, but just try and be respectful. You don't have to, you don't have to like go for someone. Yeah.
1: Phil said it on your last podcast and I thought i thought the last podcast. first of all i thought you guys were very fair on that podcast uh in in regards to the subject but he also mentioned something later on in the podcast where call in instead of call out yeah and that's smart because i first of all i don't think he's always done that i think he's he's getting to that which is great that he's there but you, you find out i mean for me the calling out publicly like gumby called us out publicly. he wrote this big thing right so now what does that achieve I, I think about that. I put a lot of analysis into th- into that and it's like, well, man, you could have messaged me and been, and told me what you thought and I would have invited you on the show and you could have told me everything you thought about what I did wrong and I would have heard you out. I don't think that those call out things are for any greater good. Yeah, I think there's just creates I a think,
0: divide and encourages no, people to pick sides. This
1: is what it's for. Yeah. It's for social points for yourself. That's what that is. That because we encourage people to talk to us. Come on our live chat. Tell us what you think. You could ask Josh Petty a question. You could ask him any of these things. No one did. You can you oh, there, it were there were, were not,
0: questions, but they weren't they No, they weren't they weren't, weren't, they weren't respectful. They were like they no were. well
1: there they, they were like people going off but the super chat questions we have to answer like do you know what yeah. i mean and we had so many that we had to just stick with all those someone could have put in a buck and asked any question we would have had to ask it. but they didn't they were just people were just going off throwing a thing and i get it because they got a thing they're mad with them fine but bro people were like saying fuck austin Paz" and fuck jump shoot one guy said billy is probably his brother in arms as a white supremacist and i was like yo um and and some people were just calling us out openly like efficacy should have something to do with your cause and it's to me I'm, not, I'm surprised it's not blatantly obvious to everyone but the call out thing is a self-serving virtue virtue signal it it doesn't like gumby's call out of me publicly what did it do what is its goal to bring awareness to cancel us to shut us down hey man you want to cancel us you can We're a group of people that just sent 50 skates to poor people around the world who don't have skates cancel us fine take that away what are you going to do to replace it uh you're not a person of action you're a person of words we're people of action so you know what i know we didn't make the right to be honest i know it was look i know with the josh thing it was horrible timing that hit me after i know I regretted that man that brought a lot of stress to my life and I was getting personally attacked and I even got really pissed off when Austin was getting personally attacked. And you know what? I actually understood it and I got it, but people who call people out, just listen, if you want to change the world, you don't do it by alienating people and making them feel less than human. You do it by talking to people, and letting them understand your point of view and pulling them in to Phil's point. You call people in, you know, if my, if Gumby would have said, you know what, man, that was horrible. What you did. I thought that was atrocious. I thought you could have handled that. Some kid watching that could have said this, that, but he didn't, he made a post. So some of his buddies could be like, Hey man, you know, you really did a good job calling him out and he could feel good about it. But what he did was achieve a net negative. He's now, you know, now like he could have came on told people and all this other thing and i know he's going to say he doesn't care he thinks he did the right thing but um like i think like if your cause alienates people or if your approach alienates people to your cause then what are you doing like i don't get that
0: i I get what you mean okay Um.
1: Sorry, I I, I had to go in there because there's a bit of frustration with that too.
0: And I completely understand that. I can get how on a personal level it can be, yeah, like you said, really stressful to you because I've had threats and stuff because a wheel scene or just an article I wrote or whatever. And I'm like, this, you shouldn't be, yeah, I shouldn't be getting- Bro, someone
1: flashed me a gun. Someone called me on my Instagram stories and showed me a gun.
0: Yeah. Because of that,
1: okay? That like, for real. Yeah.
0: Yeah. (sighs) Yeah, some people just- reactions yeah. are yeah do not yeah. want reality Um okay
1: so sorry I'm so, I'm, and, I'm, and i'm sorry please guys i'm just being honest now um don't cancel me please i'm no, just like, trying to be real
0: I, I think of people you were you were humble about it and you were and i think it shows a lot of bravery coming on here because it was your idea and you don't have mm-hmm. to talk about it you could have just waited for it to die out and it would have died out people would have forgot about it because that's just what happens everything mm-hmm. moves so fast something else would come along but I do think it speaks a lot about you know your character that you're willing to address it and you know you mentioned your shortcomings in it and I think that's great because I did contact Austin privately after it came out and I was respect I was like you know I'm not happy with the way it played out I feel like he sent out you know a disrespectful message to people who suffer racism or have suffered racism in their life sure. by saying that it's not a problem yeah. because mm-hmm. to those people it is a problem it's just not a problem to Josh
1: yeah well, and that's Austin, that, and, and that speaks to an idea of uh, what when people speak of white privilege, right? That's what, what it yeah. would be, and right. So Austin, so so it's, it's an it's an Austin, ignorance Austin more than a, and I'm sorry to say it's an ignorance more than a maliciousness. I think yeah, and that's I, kind I of don't, my thing. Okay, I,
0: that's what I would also like to clarify. I don't necessarily believe Josh is racist. I don't know if he is or not. I don't, but I do think he's just a dinosaur. He's ignorant. He's behind the times. And he's very forceful in his opinion, whether he is educated on the subject or not. And as a result, that gets him into trouble. And Austin raised a good point. He was like, We're not a political podcast, we're a blading podcast. And I didn't want to talk about it. I just wanted to go back to the skating. And I was like, Unfortunately, you made it political the moment you brought it up. And you have a duty to your viewers, because you guys have got a massive audience. Mm -hmm. to do due diligence and that's the only part i was disappointed about not so what do you think is
1: the next like and 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 i want to ask you because i'm curious because it's hindsight is always 2020 what do you think would have been the correct way to approach that taking in mind that we had uh 400 people uh telling us to change the subject i had previously spoken to josh about this and i reassured him it would be an in and out thing we're going to talk about it we're going to call it um well, that's and, the
0: balancing act as well because you don't, you don't, right? You don't want to victimize the guy. Like it's like inviting someone into your home and then kicking the shit out of them. Like you don't, you just don't do. Yeah, that.
1: yeah. No, so, it's 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 and 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 I know everyone has like how we should have done it best, but I think if they're in the seat, it's a bit tougher to. to yeah. So 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 I ask you, what what do you think is the the best way? What we could have done better? I'm actually curious.
0: Well, I think. That, Throughout this period in between, yeah, it happening and then this coming on, I did think about it a bunch of times. Um, and I think you're in an impossible position. If you don't bring it up, people were gonna attack you. Mm-hmm. You know, you were gonna get a hard time about it. You brought it up and you didn't challenge them, mm-hmm. people gave you a hard time. I genuinely believe if you brought it up and you did challenge them, you'd have got just as much backlash because there's a whole petty like josh petty like fanboy legion out there that went can't believe you brought josh on just to humiliate him humiliate him and dehumanize him you, you well, guys also, what does,
1: it do, what does it do for future og guests yeah do they and want to come on our show anymore because yeah, we just invited someone on and made them feel like crap and then yeah. they're like well i saw what you did to josh i don't really want to come on your show thanks yeah
0: they're like, like i'm yeah. i'm not coming on to get crucified thanks like yeah exactly i think i would have I would have tried to and weirdly I saw you during the chat because I watched it I watched it back just so that I didn't like misquote anything or say it and it was Mm. you know wrong and there was there were so many times during Josh's rant where he went on about pedophiles and made this Mm. weird argument about how he Mm. can't be racist because he likes rap music and just stuff that just didn't make sense Mm -hmm. and there were so many times you were like kill me. No, no, it was like you were about to say. In the chat I was
1: writing Kill Me.
0: I was like you, oh, I, I saw you wrote help me, but there were so yeah. many times where you were like about to say something and you didn't. Yeah. There were there were certain things that I was just like, I probably wouldn't have been willing to let go. And I don't know whether that's just my mm-hmm. smart ass ego. But when he said, you know, there's no white supremacists out there, there's like two, and they're behind a the keyboard on a message, but I'm like, Josh there's viral videos of people marching on college campuses chanting you will not replace us you mentioned in jump street about a protest in new york that you wanted to go down and kick their ass i don't know if it was alt-right or far-right or proud boys or whatever the Ku Klux Klan still exists in america you know a prominent guy was sentenced to prison at the end of last year black people are still being you know hung and things got musics. ramped
1: up and things got really ramped up in the past yeah. four you know
0: i, I don't think you can't change Josh's views. That's obvious. Like he has very firm beliefs and he, you know, he proved that throughout the podcast. He talked about basically every time he got into an argument with someone, it resulted in a fight because he doesn't know how to resolve an argument in any other way. Mm -hmm. And that's not got better with age because now he's taking guns to skate parks. Josh is just that guy. He doesn't, he doesn't, he's not equipped enough to have that kind of level of intense discussion and it not end in a physical fight. Mm -hmm. I do think you were in an impossible position. I just think to viewers, and obviously you've got a big audience and that comes with a responsibility. And you know, there's a lot of people who aren't white who watch Jump Street. Mm-hmm. And I think if you just said, you know, Josh, I respectfully disagree, I do believe this is a problem. And you didn't have to get into an argument with yeah. him, but just make just make your
1: I thought about that.
0: I, I, opinion known like, yeah. because if you do say that, you don't have to humiliate the guy, you don't have to belittle him, but you can just make it clear. Cause then to viewers, they're like, Oh. I disagree with what Josh says, but Billy and Austin, they're, you know, but if you say nothing, it leaves it ambiguous. Mm-hmm. And I'm not saying it means, I'm not saying saying nothing means you agree with Josh. I yeah. do not think you share any of his. a bit. Like I respect both of you guys, Yeah. but it's like, if you don't, it leaves it open to interpretation. Do you know what I mean? Because if you say something, it's, it's perfectly clear then everyone knows. But if you say nothing, that's when people make up their own minds and that's when it becomes problematic. Like, Say, for example, me and Austin are, are in a bar. I don't know why we're in a bar. Austin doesn't fucking drink. Yeah. But you guys have just a massive you're fight. We're at a coffee shop. Yeah, we're at a coffee shop. You yeah. guys have just had a massive fight. And he comes in and he's ranting about He's like, I hate Bill. Fuck Bill. Did he's always doing this to me. He's we. Oh, he's an awful friend. And I just sit there and I let him rant. Not because I agree with him, but because he's my friend and he's venting. So I just, what 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 use does getting involved? Say? Just, you know, let uh, him get like,
1: off. I, I, I know what you're saying. Like in that context, you would be like, Hey, well, he's, you know, he's a, he's a good guy. Like, you know, take it easy. I understand you're frustrated. And, you know, like look, looking back, uh, I, I could have totally done something like, uh, you know, that, that, that's your opinion. And I I, I respectfully disagree, but let's change the subject. And you yeah. know what, I think, you know, you're not going to get through at everything. Like in in the, that was, like I said, a dicey situation to navigate. And I think I was like pretty high anxiety at that moment. And I was just like really focused on, on how to, how to pivot, like then more yeah. than focus on what he was saying. I think that's where my mental energy was at the time. Like, how do we smoothly pivot? If you rewatch it again, you'll notice I try to pivot to talking about religion with him. I was like, well, cause you're Christian, right? Like you're born, like, you want to talk like, um, so that was like in the bit of that. And then he kind of brought it back. I was like, shit. So like, uh, a lot of my time in that, when he started the rant wasn't as much listening to his, his word, as I should be engaged, but, uh, I normally planning, am engaged like Planning
0: your next move. Yeah.
1: I normally am engaged in the conversation, but in this one, I was like really focusing on how to pivot. So I think that's maybe another reason why I wasn't, um, when, when I, when I kind of heard the rant can start, I was like, <clears throat> like, okay, like, yeah. So I guess, uh, I guess that's part of it too. And yeah, like,
0: you guys were in i I I don't mean to hurt anybody, and and, and, and I want
1: I I don't mean to cut you off, but I don't I I want to be clear, like, uh, I re- I regretted uh the timing of when we asked him on, at at, at for certainly uh, at some point I re I was like I regret having had done that, and even after the maybe first. Couple hours after the Instagram post, I, I wished I could go back on it. Um, um that's I mean, but I just want to say, if anyone, because there were a few people who I respect that are friends of mine who, who went kind of went off on me, and uh, I respect them. I don't want to bring them down. Uh, and I just to anyone I did hurt, I just want to say I'm sorry. I know I just right now on the same podcast, I like got pretty upset talking about defending myself in this situation because, you know, but I, our intention wasn't to hurt anyone. It wasn't to like put out a bad message. It wasn't to like reinforce what he said. I don't want to disappoint anybody. Um, I think, you know, th- you ask those who know me and the actions in my life that I've taken over the past course of friends that I've had for 20 years and they can tell you who I am. Um, and But, um, yeah, I just want to say, sorry, really, it was tough to navigate. And, uh, you know, I, I know I just went off on a tear here about people going off on me because I don't think that's the right approach, how it was handled, but I, I don't want to switch it there. And I just want to say, if I did hurt anyone, if I did disappoint anybody, I am truly sorry because our mission here is, you know, when we started jump street, I see a function of jump street among many that is actually surprising me that I didn't think we were have the opportunity to have when we started but we're able to like this fractured community that we have where everyone is kind of separate is like being brought together like in a way where we can like engage different generations and different people and kind of show the value of people that we're like they're gone they're dead they're not skating more there's no value there but it's like bringing up this whole rich history of skating shows that it's like blading was big back in the day and it crashed because it was a trend there was nothing behind it we have so much behind it now so kind of our mission is to show all these things that we have behind it this uh idea of a rollerblader you know in the past you're like a rollerblader is this it's a it's it's a fruit booter where is this and just like that but part of our podcast is to really highlight the characters to show how different every single person is and how wide of a spectrum we have and so that's always been our goal and seeing things when it comes to fruition, like Dennis Lopez talking about how murder someone like who's removed from him had a huge effect on him and murder being like, wow, like I didn't know. Cause I'm so removed from that version of myself. And then that pulling him back in and that making people be excited and be a part of and be tuning in, I think does nothing but help our culture grow. And that's our freaking mission. And, you know, um, I know people say we should get into more like, uh, current current events issues and maybe political issues and listen anyone that wants to do that or start a podcast hit me up i'll promote your podcast shout out wax toaster shout out mushroom blading shout out wheel scene Uh, blading needs more podcasts blading needs more voices um and i'll I'll support anyone but just for our show we have a very kind of i think at 90 episodes our model's pretty specific like it's been this way for a while and it's that's, it makes it simpler for us to manage and navigate. Like you said, we're not journalists. We're freaking. Um, I mean, I, I'm too, I'm a guy with a, two sticks and a stone trying to make a fire, and trying to figure it out. But um, and make whatever it is work because this is like my life's work, skating. And if I have to like talk about it, and, and that be part of it, then yeah. But it's it's part of the bigger goal to like bring our shit together. And so last, um, last, I mean, we can keep talking about it, but I just want to say regarding that subject, I'm sorry if I let anyone down. Um, I didn't mean to, and talk to me, if you ever have a problem with me, listen, from, if you have one follower or whatever, or zero followers, if you mesh message me, I'll read your message and I'll write back to you. Uh, I'll be cool with you. I'll take in your advice and your input. I don't think Austin and I, not neither of us thinks we're experts on this show. And we know that we've gotten to a point where we're kind of a bit of a consequential voice in blading. Tell us how to do it better. Don't make a post calling us out. Tell us what we can do better. We are very receptive, seriously. And we're like hyper receptive because we're insecure. Well, at least I am. So just please let me know what we can do better because we're just like the accident in my life skating that those falls make you realize what you're doing wrong. Just like this thing with Josh Petty, And realizing that I realized how I could have navigated it better and I won't make that mistake again. So talk to me, tell me like what, you know, what we can do. We're very open.
0: Yeah. It's, it's very easy to say, something sucks without giving or you know someone handled something wrong without it giving them you know constructive criticism on how they could have improved it, or how you know it's like i don't know insulting someone's skating you're like oh that guy's just shit or like mm-hmm. instead of being like wow, well, if he did this, this it would be mm-hmm. better yeah, yeah i appreciate that and like i said i do think coming on here is yeah is a very brave move and i know you didn't have to do it so i've got nothing but respect for you for that Thank um you. Yeah, after seeing that episode, it did leave a bad taste in my mouth. But then you got Mike on, and I literally forgot everything because <laughs> yeah. Mike, like I said, is just insanely charismatic and funny, and makes the kind of person that when you hear him talk, you feel like you've missed out on something not knowing him. Yeah, and that's the impression I got watching that. Like I watched that episode, and I was like. <sighs> I really wish I'd grow up and get like because I'm a big shit talker and I'm incredibly sarcastic and I'm like I bet me and Mike would have just went off on each other all the time and just yeah gave each other the hardest time and I'm like I, I feel like I've you know I've lost something by not getting to experience that <laughs> hey
1: man he's still around he, I'm, I'm sure there'll be a date like when things start opening up and you know there's a blade cup again and hopefully you get your ass out here you come down here we'll all have a couple beers and we'll all bust each other's chops like some uk and new york people in a room like how we interact
0: um weirdly we've actually the very first time we met you're not going to remember this mm-hmm. but it was at the Chaz sands invitational in mm-hmm. Glasgow in dumbarton at unit mm-hmm. 23 skate park mm-hmm. you had just had a terrible day at the competition falling a lot and you're in a bad mood and you came back to the bit where you know where all the skaters stay like all the Mm. rooms and stuff yeah and they had like red bull bins and stuff like that I was just Mm. behind I was just back there with one of my friends because like I knew Quinny and Chaz when they both lived at the park and there was another random graffiti guy there that skates and you walked in the room and there's a lot to be said for like local like just terms that people use so if you're in australia people use cunt and it's not that bad of a word because that's just a word that people use yes of course the same thing happens in scotland Mm -hmm. and weirdly the very first you just walked into the room minding your own business you just said what's up guys and the first thing he said was you're that c-u-n-t from ego Mm -hmm. and your face just your eyes just were like what like (laughs) what and it was the most awkward exchange ever and i was so uncomfortable that i just sat there and didn't say anything so i was like i can't believe he just called billy a c-u-n-t and it's one of those ones you're like now i don't even want to say hi to the guy because the whole (laughs) situation so i just sat there like this is incredibly uncomfortable and you literally got a can of red bull and just walked clean back out the room you were like you were like yeah man and the the guy was like, "Why are you not on raises anymore?" And you were like, oh, "USD are better." And then you just like scuttled off as fast as you humanly could. Now USD cool. are better. First, <laughs> I was like, first time I met the guy, didn't even get to talk to him." Cool, sweet, great.
1: <laughs> I, t- I tell you something funny, man. Um, the the um at the Chaz Sands, I like that. I do remember a lot of experiences like that with the Glaswegian specifically, and the Glaswegian uh, guys being a very very. I I didn't know how to take them a lot of the time. They're
0: they're rough around the edges and it can seem it can seem yeah. aggressive when they're not they're they're actually just being a bit hyper or yeah. Yeah,
1: I didn't know the humor, but uh I, I was outside a unit twenty three, I was having a couple of beers. Some guy comes up, he's like, ah blah blah shot And I was like, What? Like I didn't understand what he said. Something I was like Scottish, I didn't understand. I was like, What? And he was like fuck off <laughs> and then he just like walked away from me like he said something i didn't get it because it was so scottish and drunk and then he I was said He's
0: probably the stereotypical drunk glaswegian and you're like yeah no one understands glaswegians don't understand them
1: yeah but I, I understood what he said at the end for sure but um that, that that was i think there was there was i think a culture barrier in in scotland but and i was also uh prepped by like everyone on the kingdom tour like glasgow like be, it's glasgow like be, it's glasgow to be careful these guys are trying to fight all the time and i was like okay okay i'm you know okay
0: i think that's i think that's a misconception of english people of scottish people that's i think that's yeah there's just a cultural yeah inaccuracy. yeah but then there's chaz
1: sands out there and he's he's a, he's a gangster. so everyone's like I, I well maybe, chaz, chaz, maybe. Does,
0: chaz is like the josh petty of scotland he's got that fighting <laughs> spirit in him yeah he definitely Chaz isn't afraid to punch someone in the face. Yeah, that's true. no, for sure. (laughs) No. Right. Let's let's ask the question. And This is the first time I've ever done this. I've never asked anyone to ask questions because I watched them on Jump Street and I'm like, these questions are awful. Are there like questions that they should already know the answer to? Mm -hmm. Because there was two that people asked that I just refused to. I I, I sent them the answer because I was like, you should just know this. Yeah, okay. They're like, why is is Billy not on USD? And And I was like, here's why he mentioned it you yeah. really need to watch their podcast like he, he tells you this information
1: it's rough sometimes on the questions with the podcast some people ask a question that we answered like an hour prior on the podcast and i'm like yeah. i'm i'm sorry we have to skip that
0: you're like pay attention right yeah first one these some of them are quite easy so we'll start the easy ones first okay the ces slide at the start of your freestyle rolling section so mm-hmm. it's at the start when you're like skating yep, down the spinning sess slider on the
1: taxi taxi
0: cabs they mm-hmm. want to know if it was planned or if it was spontaneous
1: no, it was spontaneous. Like, those uh, those, Be Unique, Chris and Courtney Brown from Be Unique, they really were visionaries in every way, and they just always were on. So it just started raining, and I was just doing that in the street just, like, because I was working on those spinning things. And they were like, yo, 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 you should do that. Like, when the cabs are coming, when the traffic's coming by, just do it, like, spinning, like, in the rain. And I was like, all right, cool. Like, I was just doing it. best Because I was always fidgety on my skates. But, nah, that was just completely off the cuff, and, yeah.
0: I don't think you get enough credit for those because you've done those in so many different variations on so many things over the years. Like you've got those Hurricane Cess like things down to, yeah.
1: Well, Robert Levano's came up with them first and then Murder started doing it like crazy, but they back rail this way and spin the other way. So I was doing them, but it was like my switch spin. So I would like learn the way they did it, but it, the other spinning way worked more for me. So I, like I was trying to just do it to the natural way that I spun. So all respect to... Robert Liovanos for that. I was watching his, uh, was it not the ego part, but it was like the maybe steal this video. It was a part where he just starts inventing all those ones. Yeah, and it was, it was, in, I
0: think it was in closer. He does the tabletop closer. one. He it does was the closer. tabletop one to like soul grind or something like that, backslide yeah. hurricane to soul or something. Yeah.
1: Yeah. I watched that the other day. Cause I, I just been on, I don't know, watching like old school ski videos lately just to get inspiration. Like we'll think about guests and get inspiration and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, it's, uh, He really brought something really cool to the game with that, and I don't think he gets enough credit for sure.
0: Yeah, definitely not. Um, Another question. They want to know if – someone wants to know if your 360 top sole and your Haitian section, the disaster one that you do over the wall, that you land and you go – I don't care if it's ugly. They want to know if that's the hardest trick you've ever done, which I feel that that's kind of a weird question because you definitely did bigger, scarier tricks.
1: Yeah, yeah. That was like, I guess I, you can gauge tricks, how hard they are by like the battle you have with them. Sometimes I've done scary tricks and I've done them first try and it's just like, wow, that was easy. That trick was particularly hard because it was like in the sun with no shade and extremely hot and I was dying of thirst and just like the sun was beaming on my face and I just kept on like falling over and over on it. Yeah, it's up there. That what, one's up what, there. What would
0: you say is like the hardest or like the scariest trick? The one that you're like, glad I got away with that one. That could have, that could have went all kinds of wrong.
1: Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, the biggest battle I ever had was the one I think in Ego, the Soul 360 Top Soul on um, like a uh, uh, Soul 360 Soul yeah, like down around Atlanta. Yeah. Like yeah. it was, that was my 21st birthday and I was like hung over the night before. Or no, was I hungover? No, no, no. I was beat up from like skating because I had to do this my ego part in two and a half weeks and i was just skating every day like ridiculous and i was beat had the crap beat out of me from like the day before it was like the ttp day or something when i gapped to ttp that and um then he's just like i just need i know it's your birthday and we're gonna go party have some drinks but i just need one trick out of you just just one so this was the one and it took me like two hours i would do like the whole rail and then like land it's like 25 stair rail, like the whole rail landed to the grass, did the whole rail, land faky fall on my back. And I was just like ribbing it and getting messed up. So when I was on the last one, I just jumped off forward and I was like, because I wasn't even trying to play with the yeah. fake again. I was like, I'm out of here. So that was probably like the hardest or biggest battle I've ever done. And I guess, um, I mean, it's hard, man, because I guess it's hard because I, there's been some but I guess the the one that worked out the best was there were was that stadium. Um, the gap to roll in at the in my mind game and, part it's and, like down, flat external down machines Yeah.
0: Cause you've done a lot of trick. You done the 540 off the top. You've Yeah, disaster. no, because
1: that that was like a our hammer spot, right? Yeah. Um, but I wanted to jump into the in and uh like a couple of days before I went skydiving and like my adrenaline was on a high for like a week and everything on earth looked smaller to me now. <laughs> so like the gap to roll in just was like, oh, that's right there. Like that's just there. Yeah. And then I like jumped into the rolling once, and then i jumped like halfway down the first roll in the second time and then i gapped to the flat of it which was like really scary and almost kind of busted my my butt on that and then i was like all right let's go i started from like way too far back like and it was like a downhill thing too and i started just just blasting at it as fast as i could and i just like caught a mute and went into it and it was over before i knew it and so like that was one of the ones i was pretty scared of that was just like yeah like when you're so like in the zone in these tricks and it's so much energy you're so like you don't even really know what's happening to your rolling away you're like oh, yeah like all right because yeah. you're just so caught up in this energy
0: plus if you misjudged they had all the trees and the concrete benches at the bottom because there's other tricks that you did like there's one where you hopped over on the other side you do like a grind and hop or you do you disaster on it or something you do like yeah. some kind of and then you miss the bench at the bottom by like inches and i'm like he could have just crashed face first into that bench and died that would yeah yeah that that spot had so many hidden dangers it was unbelievable
1: yeah i think Um, alex brasco he said after like all the clips he was like okay you guys can stop getting clips at that spot now
0: yeah yeah. (laughs) yeah. and you're using up your luck like eventually eventually it's going to run out exactly Um, so weirdly i related to the other one what happened I've heard conflicting stories about this, but what happened to be unique? And are you still in touch with the Brown brothers? Mm. I heard that they sold the company, but that story doesn't make sense because the brands never reemerged owned by anyone else.
1: Yeah. I mean, well, from what I know, there was a, they were really, trying to do a lot with be unique in fashion even from when it was the blading they were trying to tie blading into like urban culture and fashion they were like not just trying to do a skate company they were uh they were in talks with Dame Dash who owned Rockefeller Records they were um with Jim Jones Juel Santana with dipset and they were like interested in doing dip skate they were really trying to get out into the culture so there was one time I went with them to Magic in Vegas, which is like one of the largest clothing trade shows in the world. And uh they were like trying to come across as like this kind of fashion brand and stuff like that. And then one, like literally one day, they just kind of faded away, like and just disappeared. And they're like, Yeah, we're not doing it anymore. Um, is it feasible that they sold it? Yeah, I mean, maybe, but I haven't seen anything like you said. Um, but I haven't heard anything like that. And uh, we didn't talk for a while. I saw them at Alex Nunez's uh, Wake, RIP Alex, and we got back in touch. And then they called me up and Courtney wrote a, a screenplay. A, a, yeah, he wrote a movie script. And I read it and the main character was like about, it was about me. Like, and then he said he wanted me to act in it and then i went to do some shooting with them filming acting with them and i was working across with this actress and we had some things we were doing and then that went away and then like they kind of just disappeared like they did the first time and then i i was texting them and then they were giving me very little and then i just basically kind of wrote an insulting message to them And then, like, basically, like you've done this again. You've done this before, and you're assholes or something. And Courtney, basically, we kind of had a falling out. Uh, So years went by. I reconnected with Kid Art. So we're we're cool now. Uh, Courtney, we've had a we've exchanged a couple messages, but we're it's not like what it was, and there's distance. But yeah, uh, I I see them doing their thing. It's dope. Um, We when we had Petty on. Uh on the on the Instagram, Courtney commented crazy. So I don't know if he wrote crazy that event we're having petty or if he knows that anything. I would imagine he doesn't know a damn thing about the petty beef. So he probably just meant crazy, like so. I saw he follows us. I was like, yeah. oh, cool. Like he that was my first. I didn't know you followed us. Um, so I think you know, I'm watching them, they're watching us, and we we contact, we stay in contact here and there, and it's uh yeah, I mean it's great times with those guys.
0: All right. Yeah. Um I'm not asking that question because it's dumb. Um, (laughs) Neil Owen, Neil Owen, a mutual friend of ours. So yeah, he was like the OG guy in the Glasgow scene. See, he's living proof that Glaswegians can be articulate and intelligent, and you know, like not terrifying. Because Neil, what
1: what about your pal from Pittsburgh? What's his name? I'm sorry,
0: that's his name. Neil Owen wants Neil. That's Neil. Okay, yeah. When you're coming back to Pittsburgh, yeah, because he he's from Glasgow, but he lives in Pittsburgh. Yeah.
1: Uh, Well, Neil, I'm coming back to New York for a month this summer i'm working on a new project that i'm not going to mention anything about it now but everyone look out for a new project that i'm going to be doing in skating so i'll be back in new york and i think june and i intend on coming back out hopefully neil you can come out to new york and i could show you a little bit of our way because i know as a glaswegian you would uh you would appreciate that
0: yeah i think you would yeah. um Favorite guest that you've had on Jump Street? We've already touched on this, but yeah, they've asked. Uh,
1: I'd say um, personally or like, okay, so I'd say um, Brian Shima was like really big for me. But personally, it was really nice to have John blino on because uh, John blino and I were in a band uh, after skating for a while. Well, not after sk- Well, We were skating, but we weren't pros or anything. We were, Roast, but we were in right? a band huh roast Yeah, roast yeah we were in roast and we started doing some things and i had a we the band broke up and as re, it was me and the lead guitarist got into an argument but as a result john and i kind of had a falling out and then john kind of went deep into like rock and roll life and with another band and i was just like uh based on the falling out that we had as a band and then john kind of dis- distancing himself from skating Uh, people would always be request oh i want bolino to be on the podcast i want bolino to be on the podcast i was like i don't think that's ever gonna happen i ended up moving back to california and then he ended up like reaching out and we ended up having like a powwow buddy night and he we ended up getting really close again and then having him back on the podcast and involved in skating was like a personal like cool moment because i was like damn like it's where we should be baby let's go east East coast
0: boys reconnect and yeah finding finding the love again i like it yeah um there's weird, like that's brought into a similar topic. Someone's asked, knowing how uh, outspoken you are and how you don't mind, you know, getting into an argument. We've had private arguments a couple of times. Sure. Um, they've asked us <laughs> on the numerous tours you've been, if you've ever got into a fight with a teammate or ever had like a falling out and being like, I'm not dealing with that guy again.
1: <laughs>
0: you strike like- me as the kind of person that's rubbed people up the wrong way over the yeah. years. I, I, oh, I, yeah. I don't doubt for a second you've not got into a fight yeah. with a teammate on tour
1: uh where, where do i start um let me see okay and <laughs> many weather yeah okay well jeff jeff stockwell and i got into a fight on tour we were like drinking whiskey in the back of like a van and like the straight straight jacket tour and we were just talking and talking and he like we were like talking over each other and i was like jeff you keep cutting me off shut the fuck up and then he was like uh he turned around he was like billy you can go fuck yourself. And I was like, Ooh, I could go fuck myself. And then I just like, was a big jerk about it. Cause we were all drunk and stupid. Anyway, next day I was like, Hey man, I'm like, you know, sorry, man, that's good. Uh, and he was like, yeah, I'm not talking to you. And I was like, shit. So he didn't like talk to me like for a few days on tour. And then, uh, I went to go get in a car to go g- grab some grass and Jeff walked around to the car to the other guy. He's like, are you guys going to grab some grass? And we're like, yeah. And the guy's like, hop in. And Jeff's like, Ugh. I was like hop in Jeff, hop in man And then we kind of just smoothed it out And he's a neighbor, he lives like five blocks away So we stay in touch, we see each other like once a week Uh, We've gotten into it Jeff's
0: not someone I could picture Jeff was like the least likely one I could think of He's okay, right
1: Me and Jeff, I got into it With Bailey one time (laughs) And he basically told me I can go fuck myself And I said you can go fuck yourself man uh, you know, these are people I've spent like, these are brothers of mine. You know what I mean? Yeah, but we you're spent, on like, tour
0: and then you get yeah. tired and then you get, you've spent too much time with loads of people mm-hmm. and you just get like, you just get a bit short tempered.
1: Me and Dre almost fist fought in Russia. And uh,
0: who?
1: Dre Powell. Oh, right. Okay. Mm-hmm. Me and Dre almost fist fought in Russia. He, because we would get into it, he was like, well, what's up? You want to do this right now? I was like, let's go. And then <laughs> so we just, we just got into And then like other people, yo, yo, Mike Johnson, yo, yo, chill. And, but, um, so yeah you know a bunch of angsty mid-20s should have asked if there's anyone you've not fought with that would have been a better question (laughs) look man i'm you know i'm at the end of it i try i do my best i'm trying to be a better person i am a very loud damn new yorker and there are times i'm ashamed of it but um
0: so funny Jeff, the jeff stockwell one people are (laughs)
1: Pick, just got cl- into it a few people it's not just me so you
0: kind of had a guy with glasses though you kind of had a skinny guy with glasses that's like <laughs> like as soon as you hit him, he's like if you happen he loses the glasses you you've won the fight you can't you can't hit what you can't see
1: oh are you talking about like fight 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 let me see who, who have i fought um aiden charles r.i.p we fought um i fight anybody else uh, I've certainly smacked some people. I've been, sm- you yeah.
0: I I, 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 I know. I do remember on the Kingdom Tour, uh, Julian Ba was ready to beat the shit out of Ski because I remember Ski poured a pint over Julian's head and he did not take that well.
1: Oh, man. Yeah. Like one
0: of the nights out, like Julian was just kind of showing off and being a bit cocky, and Ski just thought this would be the funniest. thing I don't care who you are if someone pours a paint over your head you're probably going to want to hit them like that yeah yeah
1: for sure for sure no and there's there there's been you know i'm just a, uh i'm just trying to get better <laughs> that's quite
0: funny. let's let's move swiftly on uh, yes thank you someone wants to know your best murder story they want to know the best story from either I imagine you must have some great ones from growing up with Mike or just situations that you've gotten into or weird, funny things that have happened.
1: Mm. We got robbed at gunpoint on the train when we were 15. We were going from Brooklyn to uh, 34th Street, Manhattan, to pick up a couple of Boston skaters coming from town. We were just coming from a session, and we were at the last car of the train, something you should not do in New York, especially at that time. I mean, it's changed now, but this is when New York was a very scary place. Um, so in the back car, it's Mike Johnson, Jesus Medina, Danny Salazar, uh, my, myself, a friend of Vakhtan, a Russian friend of ours. Um, and I can't think. Anyway, so we're just sitting there. Uh, some guys come on the train. They pull out the guns and put it on our faces, and was like, "Run your money." So Mike's sitting right next to me, we're both the only ones dead broke. I mean, we never had money. Like, you know what I mean? So like, boom, pull out the bunny ears. Right? We're broke. They're like, "Yo, I got nothing." Um, <laughs> That's a weird would-
0: group of people to like stick up. Like, surely you'd see these kids in like baggy ripped clothes and be like, yeah. <laughs> "They don't have anything." <laughs>
1: <laughs> but these are also kids our age. You know, they were young, just with guns, and they, um, so we just showed the bunny ears, right? And then so, uh, the guy got mad at me for not having any money. He's like, "Yo, g- give me your, give me a jacket." Like I had like a jacket, and it was actually my friend Vaktan's jacket because again, we I didn't have any clothes back in the day. So I was like, "Okay, here you go." Gave him the jacket, and then they went to like a friend, and the friend Vaktan he had forty bucks and a bag of weed. Uh, they like kissed him on the head for that. Um, they kept m- trying to f- make my friend like flinching at my buddy Rich and he kept flinching and they're like, yo, if you flinch one more time, I'm going to shoot you. And then he, they did it again. He, he flinched and he's like, yo, what I tell you? And, fl- and they just basically wanted a clean shot on his face. And then, uh, Jesus came up and he was like, uh, he got mad. Cause I think they took like 10, they got 20 bucks from Danny or I think they got 10 bucks from Jesus. And Jesus was like, um, yo, is it that easy? Is it that easy to get money? Yo, what's up? Can I get down with y'all? Can I get down with y'all? He was like trying to be a smart ass. And the guy's like, oh, word, you want to be down? All right, yo, give me a cigarette. I'm going to light it and burn it in between your eyes, like right here, like burn you like that. And then he, geez, like, nah, nah. he's like, no, nah, no, nah, you want to be down this, that. And then it was like this whole thing. And it was almost, they 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 kind of wanted to beat us up too. And we were like trying to avoid it because they kept on doing this whole thing with her. And then the next stop, they just left and like spit at us and then and then left and then that's it. And then, so that's the story I had with Mike when we were kids. Wow.
0: Okay. Yeah. Right. <laughs> yep yeah i've had a i've had a gun pulled on me once before uh you get you get quiet real quick you get quiet it's not real, a good feeling i no. yeah they were yeah. like you getting smart to say i had nothing smart to say
1: i'm sorry i just feel stupid right now yeah, lost for like, words
0: yeah. <laughs> um this is really weird because the next question is what's the grittiest story you mem- remember from growing up in new york city so what's like i don't know grittiest, the grittiest or like I'm guessing like the kind of like well, Roughest thing you've either witnessed or
1: Because
0: well, I guess you guys you know. were doing all those late night sessions Because JP told me like people used to go in Skating in the city in New York You know in the 90s when it was kind of yeah. lawless Until like 2 yeah. or 3 in the morning In like rough ass areas So you guys must have witnessed some pretty Like Interesting so, colourful things
1: So like grittiest in terms of like Like violent Or like gritty in terms of like just gritty New York shit Yeah Okay, okay well, I've seen, you know We've seen all kinds of things People getting stabbed And, you know um, It wasn't like like all the time But, you know, you go to certain areas And, you know, I was skating a park in Chinatown With Rob G. guy got stabbed like 10 times And, you know, Rob went over took his shirt off And used it to clot the guy's blood There are things like this But in terms of just like gritty uh, New York street shit And like how we used to live um yeah, we like I said, we were always broke. So we used to go to like those, uh like when we were like 13, 14. Uh so we used to like go to like the corner stands, everyone just go in, like just skate in, and just everyone grab a couple of things and just fucking blast off, and just like they'd be like, You motherfuckers, like we'd be stealing this things. We used to um
0: So you're telling me as you used to be used, used to be Casper from kids. That's what you're telling me dude, right now.
1: Me and Dustin Holland used to stand on opposite ends of 14th Street and Third Avenue. That broke. And you'd be like, excuse me, uh do you guys we just got robbed? Like can you help us get some money to go back home to New Jersey? Like, we just need like $5. And then people just be like, oh, yeah, like, you know, here's $5. And we'd like, we work in corners and after like 30 minutes, we'd be like, how much you got? He's like, I got like 25, 30 bucks. I'm like, all right, cool. I got 25, 30 bucks. We go, like, <laughs> get some food, get some weed. And then, like, we'd like, you know, get whatever cigarettes and then, like, go and just, like, we you know, we were just like, it was like, it really was like kids. yeah And we actually, Dustin holleran was living with Harold Hunter, RIP, who was in kids. So it was like, actually very similar to the actual movie kids that sometimes like oh there's harold you know there's this guy but yeah so it was like that
0: that is wild yeah i I figured i figured you'd have stories like because i remember dustin used to get himself into trouble in the west coast because people just didn't like that kind of new york attitude they had and they were like nah fuck you go back to where you came from
1: (laughs) yeah straight up They, they used to call we used to call dustin let me get a right because like he was like we all accepted him as like this kid like who's like a street kid like without he had like no parents and uh, he just happened to be like an incredible talent on blades. And he was just like, um, let me get at this. Let me get to that. Everyone like, let him go because like, yo, he's going to be the next big thing on blades. Fuck it here. Take a cigarette. Take that. Well, we got your back and in New York. We had a very family sense of an attitude of how we looked out for each other. We're very compassionate people because we all come from some, some messed up shit at the time. Um, but they don't have that in California. <laughs> like, I mean, they do, but it's in certain neighborhoods. It's like I see it with certain groups of people, but it's like the general vibe of California is a little more suburban and a little yep. more individualistic, and not so much as like, yo, we're all taking the subway together broke, trying to find a way to get a couple bucks for a slice. They're more like, you know mom dropped me off at the skate park or like I drive to the, the thing like that. It's it's a different and I'm not saying for everyone because there's Oakland, there's San Jose with like the the Bay guys all the They're, they're very similar to New York, the Bay guys. And then there's like it's, even in SoCal, there's a lot of that too. But I'm just talking about um, New York's one city. You know, California is a really big state, so it's, yeah. it's 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 different.
0: Yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. Um, right. We've spoken for almost well, pretty much three hours. Last yeah, question and it's an easy one. Oh, I love it. Dream guest you would like to get on Jump Street? Who's who? I think I already know the answer to this. But who's the who's the gold? Who's the golden guest? Okay,
1: base? I'm. I'm honestly because I cannot go at one. I'm doing at least three, maybe okay. five. Okay, uh, yeah, who you know? Right. Yes.
0: I mean, you're gonna need to tell the guests because okay. there, there might be people. Okay, Dustin Latimer. Dustin yeah. Latimer
1: for sure. Um. Ty Chris, I, I was going through his history.
0: That's a of, left field choice. Okay,
1: dude, we were watching some. He was around before. He was front flipping over three cars and doing vert skating before inline skating. Like he was on quads. So he, just he, as a, I'm fascinated by him and his like experience in skating, um, Brian Bowen Smith is is a big one too. So so I would say. Brian Those will also three. be able to
0: answer, he'll be able to answer the Savannah debate because he's got a very different take on it. And I know he's got a different take on it because he used to host Ness in I the TV love show. That. Yeah. And he hosted a trick tip with you remember Jose Cuervo Feliz?
1: Yes, of course. Jose they were Cuervo, like best yeah. friends.
0: Mm-hmm. So Brian Smith's like, I've got a trick tip for you kids today, Savannah. And what does Jose Cuervo do? He does a front side savannah. Not a backside, not a 270, not so there's no such thing as alley oop unity, it's a savannah because it's you it. It not you do it frontside, it's front savannah. You do it backside, it's back savanna. You okay. do it two seventy, it's two seventy savannah. So if he's an OG and Brian Smith's almost Certainly as far is. back as you can go as an OG, if he says mm-hmm. frontside, like alley Oop Unity is a savannah, mm-hmm. it's a fucking savannah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> You don't get to change the definition
1: yeah you know i mean and that that's under the premise that brian was the one who brought that uh that term forth you know i mean if if, i was a stupid
0: 14 year old kid so i thought that jose cuervo had invented the trick because he was the first person i'd seen do it so i was like well if he's done it and he's the only person i've seen he's invented it (laughs) i don't who knows who came up with it
1: well we gotta get i'm gonna i'm gonna try to get to the bottom of it and i feel i feel close to getting him on because uh brandon smith works with him brandon said he was open to it i was trying to make it happen i feel like we can make that so i can i can promise you uh if we do get him on i will ask him that and also it will be know, the
0: first time i ever stay up for a jump street because you guys do it at like two three in the morning i'm not but I'm, I'm staying up for brian smith because i've got questions
1: yes love that and um also if anyone's in contact with tide chris um i would love to make that happen. Uh I know, yeah. So Dustin, um, I I hope to get him on one day too. Okay.
0: Yeah. You said five. That's three.
1: Okay, okay. Um, so to be realistic, the only other thing that in terms of dream guests that I would use for the other two, uh, the one thing that is a pain in the ass is is a language barrier. Uh I would love Soichiro on and I would love um we've asked Sven Bokers to come on as well. So and he's, uh, he's turned I, I, me.
0: He's turned me down.
1: Yeah, and I think I think he he also mentioned the. He said there's an English. He said that's the reason. I don't know if I
0: buy not, it. I've hung. I've hung out. I spend. don't know if I, I, I buy English it. English is perfect. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well then there you, there you go but again we did have mark moreno on whose english is great and he was even nervous to do a podcast in english so i i get it as being a second language but so that, that would be a complete five with uh, the other two being stipulations based on not being able having that language barrier maybe with sven i don't know he may he might just okay might just be too cool i don't know
0: i hear you um I've got so many more questions that we could literally do this for 10 hours and I wouldn't run out of questions because can I'd we do it again? We'll do it so again. Fascinated with just all the kind of transformations you've went through, the life changing injuries that you've had and yet still managed to come back from it, you know, stronger than ever, just all the kind of trials and tribulations you had like the unluckiest career with brands, like you would join a brand and then it would die and then you had to find a new home. And yet you just, you're like, John, can, John had it worse. John John had mantra. it worse. Yeah. Pretty much everyone on SSM had it, yeah. the worst luck. But no matter I'm how just,
1: bad I think I have it, I just,
0: yeah, yeah. You just kept surviving though. And that's what I think is the story of your career. Like you are the ultimate survivor. You just kept going and like, yeah, you've hit controversies along the way, even the recent one with Josh, but I, don't, I think it's about the way you handle it and about the way you overcome it. And the fact that you're willing to come on here and be so forthright about it and say, oh yeah, I could have done this or I could have done better or I could have done different. I think that, that says a lot about someone that they're willing to look in at themselves and go, Yeah, you know, of course everyone can handle a situation better. So, you know, more power to you and I'm really grateful for you coming on. It's been an honor.
1: Thank you, man. And I uh I think you're doing great. And I've been watching your latest things and I think uh yeah, I, I really like the way you approach everything and I'm I've taken a I've I've taken a page out of don't your. Don't go golf- stealing
0: my. Don't golf steal golf my thing, right? If I see bro, you, bro.
1: We do need to work on the spiel, though. I'm telling you right now. If I see you, right you now- wearing
0: glasses and shaving your head, I'm gonna get pissed, right? Don't, <laughs> don't, don't steal my thing.
1: I love it, though, man. And yeah, keep it up. And I thought you were very fair when it came to discussing me and Phil. And I thought Phil was very, very fair too. So big shout out to Phil. Uh, big shout out to to Wheels. You uh, Wheels scene. Uh, the Wax Toaster. Check them out. They just had a really incredible podcast with Jeremy Spire that I thought was amazing. And uh, mushroom blading, of course. Their man, their one with Arlo was just made me feel like such a bad interviewer. I really I just to, watched
0: that today. I love those. They guys. were
1: they they made me really want to step it up after watching that, which is why we need everyone to be a part because we gotta check some balances, make sure we're all doing our thing right, and pushing each other um, in a healthy way. So thank you for you know being a part of this, the back end of the industry that is. This culture that we love man holy shit three hours and 16 yeah, minutes i've
0: stolen so much of your morning slash afternoon so yeah it's enjoy okay. the rest of your day and I'm thank happy you very to- much for doing this and yeah hopefully see you soon
1: i'm hoping maybe we'll see each other uh if, if there's a winter clash next year and i hope you attend and we'll we'll hang out then speak soon take care brother
0: bye